I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and I, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch. Yeah, you got it. Well, we are halfway home on a Friday, and I'm trying my very best to be as cool as our next guest. And uh, I really don't have it in me, Ben. I don't have that, that cool factor. That the great Freddie Couples have. No one does. Nobody does. No one does. Nobody does. I, I think if you've been listening, uh, you know I've played golf in San Diego my whole life, yep. but it's only in the last couple of years that I found out about Goat Hill Park and just kind of the special atmosphere that, that John Ashworth created there and then uh, learned about what they do every year around this time, the Wishbone Brawl to raise money for uh, the North County Junior Golf Association and the Goat Hill Park Caddy and Leadership Academy where they get some PGA Tour stars like Xander Shoffley has come in every year and, and Jeff Ogilvie. And then last year, they added uh, an, a very special uh, mix to the foursome. And he's joining us right now because he's coming back next Saturday to the Wishbone Brawl at Goat Hill Park. The legendary Masters champion Fred Couples is with us here on Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Fred, it is an honor to have you on this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, I... Uh... I must say that um, you have a way better voice. I have a little radio show I do, and sometimes I struggle with listening myself, so I've never, ever listened to – I don't even know what they – I don't call it a podcast. I don't even know what it's called, to be honest with you, but it's on serious golf. But I love I, – I just drove down from um, my house in Newport. Down, I'm going to open up the Madison Club here in Palm Springs tomorrow with the opening tee shot. And, you know, for me, people, I don't listen to music. I just listen to talk show and sports mainly, and I just get my fix. And this morning it was a little rough uh, getting down here because I left the house at 4.30 or 5, and I hit some traffic. But I'm very excited to be on with you guys and, and to talk about John Ashworth and uh, the duel. Uh, and, and, again, I will say I, I'll stop talking. But last year, because of COVID, Jeff Ogilvy couldn't come. And so I filled in, and I got to tell you, I, it was a hell of a day for me to be a part of. Um, played with Xander Shopley and Dean Wilson, and I'm embarrassed to say one of John's good buddies who plays mini tours. I can't remember his name. I should because he's better than I am. Will Crop, I think you play. It was last year, right? Yeah. Yes. Will. Will, Will was a superstar, yes. But I, I only met him once, and um, to be honest with you, I was looking at old texts 
to see if I had it on there. But I do know that um, I had an unbelievable caddy. There were there were two twins and Ada and Annabelle, and I told John I'm coming back next year as long as she can caddy for me again. It was just a heck of a day. A lot of people came out. And like I heard, I never really knew much about Goat Hill. It's an hour and 10 minutes from my house. Uh, a lot of guys have T-shirts. Um, I just I, I just was amazed when I got there. It was so cool. It, it is. And I was there that day as well, brought my little son uh, out there to see it. And he, la- he, was, he only made it about 45 minutes, Fred. <laughs> we had to split. But Hey, that's good. That's not bad not, not for a three-year-old. But one of the things yeah. that I saw... That now I I just came into the game a couple of years ago and now I'm it's I'm hooked I'm, it's over this is my life's passion now um, and I but even when I was a kid growing up in the Dallas area my dad was a big golfer you were always our favorite golfer my favorite by far even when I didn't even really enjoy golf I just thought that guy is what I like. He's cool. I like the way he carries himself, even when I was a kid. And, of course, you winning the uh, the Masters Championship my junior year of high school. But I saw something at the GOAT last year. You had a phone call you had to take. So I'm watching you warm up, and he's on the phone, you guys, and he's hitting one-handed wedges like 140 <laughs> yards. And I'm just sitting there going, God! It's like it, your swing, obviously, is one that everybody wants to try to emulate and copy, and they just can't. Now, how did that come about for you? How much work did you actually have to put into to hone that that swing of yours? Well, well, first let me reply to that phone call because that shot on the range made it to a lot of people, and and I did get some texts from from friends that said, "Oh, you think you think you're pretty cool out there hitting one handed?" <laughs> well, actually, actually, I was putting out fires, and hopefully, your radio sh- show covers to every state we have but the people in Jacksonville at Ponte Vedra beach. So that was Andy Pazner. Who's like second in line with a tour. And he said, Fred, you can't play today. You, you, you can't play today. And I said, Paz, uh, I know you already told Shopley that. So Davis loves tournament was in, uh, Hilt- or not Hilton head sea Island. And he goes, look, we got sponsors. We've got a PJ tournament and you're representing, you know, someone away you can't do that. And I said, Paz, there's like 700 people here. I'm 20 minutes from hitting balls. I'm actually on the range right now. And I'm going to say, thank you. I've known you a long time, but X-Man and I are playing and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and then I hung up on him. And then my, now again, I'll, I'll stop. Cause I've never told this story, but then my manager, Lynn Roach, who is my manager, but what one of my best friends called and said, I just got off the phone with Andy. I've explained to him. He's calling John Ashworth right now to tell him. So then John's on the range a little bit away. And this ends right here. And I said, you know, John, and he goes, my phone's been off the last half hour. So if he gets me, it'll be tonight. So anyway, we went and played, we raised, you know, we raised a lot of money and it was an active event. So now let's, let's bring up John Ashworth. So in 1987, he comes up to myself and John Cook and the third was Mark Wiebe and said, look, I'm going to be making clothing for a new company. And it turned out to be Charter Golf and it went to Ashworth. And so to be quite honest with you, um, that really put me on the map. I was a good player. I think at that time I, I may have won a couple times and been on a Ryder Cup team, but you know, for you guys that know or don't know, John Ashworth 
is the guy responsible for every shirt anywhere right now. He's the one who changed the look. I'm not saying people copied him. They did for a while, but you know, the soft collar, the different, the different style, changing materials, you know, flying to all over to, to get, you, you know, stuff that was very golf playable. And I absolutely loved it. So the cool look would be, you know, the prints and the style. And then I have seen pictures, you know, in the, in the late eighties where the pants, you know, when the wind wasn't blowing, they looked like they could, you know, fit the largest guy in the world, but that was the look back then. But, uh, you know, uh, the cool part is a lot. I don't wear a golf club. And I think that I don't know. I've heard all kinds of systems and theories. Uh, the golf swing came. I grew up in Seattle. I used to take long, lazy swing. I still kind of have that, although my teacher wants it shorter and tighter. <laughs> but I used to take just huge divots. And so I know it sounds funny, but if you look at a lot of guys that take huge, huge divots, they don't go through the ball as fast as some. For instance, maybe a Tiger Woods with his long irons. He, he, he used to take big divots, but John Daly, Nick Price in their hand, Tom Watson were very fast through the ball because they didn't really take any divot at all. And I got away from that when I got on the PGA Tour from playing you know, on different surfaces. But growing up as a kid in Seattle, I just had a long, loose, and lazy swing. And, you know, I, I mean, if, I've, I've, I'm 63 now. I've have had some back issues, but I've really never stopped and retired or got away from it. And so I think people think you're cool when you're twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties. And you know, this win I just had, I have to tell you, it was, was absolutely amazing. Massive. I don't know how it happened. I, I did putt like I've never putted before, but that was a cool thing. I, a lot of things that I do, I don't think are all that cool, but that was a cool thing. Talking to Freddie Couples here on Ben and Woods. He's going to be in town for the Wishbone Brawl at Goat Hill next Saturday. And uh, so part of the Wishbone Brawl is that instead of using, you know, the the Goat's kind of a shorter course. So instead of using these modern drivers with the graphite and everything, uh, you, you use your old persimmon woods, the old clubs. I see John Ashworth playing with them all the time. Now, you had a story from last year, the, the, the driver that you had to bring out. You had to actually find it. Can you tell us that story, Fred? Yeah, so I didn't look at the little fine print, you know, and again, I was a fill-in. So I first called X-Man, and I said, X, I've been told we have to use wooden drivers. And he goes, yeah, that's the beauty of it. And so I said to him, what, what driver? Well, I've used the same driver, I think he said, for two years. So anyway, I did. I drove. All my clubs are in the desert. I drove to the desert, and uh, I found a driver in three wood that I, I used at Augusta, the driver. It's wow. an old McGregor M82 when I won in 92. So I thought, well, this has to be good. So I put it in the trunk and I had an old three wood. And I, I, I went home, but I specifically drove down for these clubs. And then I got home and I put new grips on them and I go there and I hit some balls Friday, just like I'm going to do next Friday. I'll go hit some wooden drivers. And I've never been so near. The first hole is a very, if you just, if you just bump it down the fairway, you have a sand wedge. And I'd never been so nervous uh, in a long time. The, the driver looks so small. And then the other thing I tried was a lady golf ball because a good pro friend told me, you know, you're not going to get your golf ball up in the air. You want to use a low compression ball. So I used kind of the same color, yellowish Bridgestone lady 
the, the lady ball, but that didn't go well. So then I started my other ones and, uh, I will, I will say that Will drove, he was my partner. Will played very, very well. And then the big joke, I just texted Ogilvy and Ashworth and Dean, we we're on the thread. And I said, look, I hope I play well. I just want a part of the second hole. It's the hardest so par hard. three it's in so San Diego yeah. or in California. It is. And so you, you correct. And I don't, I, I actually, I don't think I know none of us hit the green. I think I tried to hit a little five iron and, and I ended up getting it up and down, but I'm like that hole you could take and put on any golf course. Now the rest of them, again, uh, it actually blew my mind and, and I'll say it and we can keep talking, but what John Ashworth has done there is, is no different than people with millions of dollars that, that get to spend on their golf courses, whether they're at the farms in San Diego or LA country club or in the desert. And he just spends the most money he can and he makes it look amazing and everything else, everything else he does down there. Uh, I give him a lot of credit. I've known John a long time. I, I can't lie to you. I, I don't see John much. Every now and then we'll text. Um, he started up Link Soul, a, a, a new company, and he's killing it. And uh, I just have a lot of respect for the guy, and I, I love him, and I love his family. And I, and I again, he really put my golf career, besides the physical part, uh, on the map with Ashworth. Yeah, we we absolutely adore him too. He's like a spiritual guru for for both of us and and Paulie as well. And to hear that uh, Freddie Couples, who joins us now, also missed the green on two, makes me feel immensely immense. Now I never get it up and down, but I also missed the <laughs> green, so I feel I feel immensely better. I wanted to ask you, uh, Freddie, about your sixty that you shot a few weeks ago. I watched the highlights last night. I was laying in bed showing my son, who's four years old, and uh, I just said, look at this. I mean, look at this run that you went on. Five consecutive birdies, then seven consecutive birdies uh, on the back. Absolutely out of your mind. And I thought, you know, that's just like the day I broke 90 for the first time. That's how I felt. You're you firing a sixty already at, shooting his age. Yeah, you're a little young for that. Yes, Freddie. you are, man. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I had, I had had heard you say before, if I win again, I'm done. You're not done. You can't be done after throwing a sixty up there. Well, I no, I told a few people, but that was probably the biggest mistake I ever made saying that because, you know, I hadn't won in five years, and the three or four times I really, really, really had a good shot. Uh, Steve Flesh beat me in Atlanta this year. I think he shot 63 the last round, and I lost to him. I, I may have lost to him by two, or I might have birdied the last hole. It didn't matter because I needed eagle. But in Seattle, my hometown, I had a five-shot lead, and, you know, that came up. You know, you've said if you win one more time, wouldn't it be great in Seattle? And I went out and shot five over par with a five-shot lead. Oh, no. So now, so now, so now slowly fast forward to the SAS. You know, I'm, I'm playing, and on Saturday, I will – so I had Steve Flesh's caddy – or Steve Flesh's son caddy for me, who's never caddied for me, and he's texting me, and, you know, we're going to kill it. We're going to do well, and, I, and I'm texting him, look, you just hang in there. We're going to have a great week. I, I just want to play one more event, and, uh, you know, in the year, I just want to get out of the house. So I go there, and sure enough, I'm on the range, and, and I'm feeling pretty good. And then we start, and then we go, and – I make double on the very first hole and he looks at me and I look at him and I went, wow, not what I was expecting. So I doubled my very first hole 
this kid kept me in the game. He, he's, he had a great, great, kept me fresh. And I ended up shooting 68, 68. And then honestly, here's where, so Saturday night I've texted maybe 10 people and seven of them. I told them, look, if I can putt, I never tell people this. I never even bring up putting. If I can putt well tomorrow. And a few of them, I said, look, if I can putt like you, I can win tomorrow. And so I went out and I putted better than Steve Stricker, who I texted, better than George Brett, who was telling me, better than some of my other friends. And I've never really done that. But I did hit it very close. I did make about a 20-footer on, I don't know, 14 or 15. And that's when Jerry Kelly even started laughing. you know. But that was only my third straight birdie, I think, to, to get one ahead of him. And then I just kept going and going and going. And then it became comical and you know, I, I played with, um, uh, oh, my God, who beat Tiger Woods uh, at, at, at the PGA and uh, a, a Korean player. Um, it doesn't Yang. matter. I, it'll, thank you. Y. Yang, who was incredible. He came up to me on one hole. I think it was 16. And he, made, and he talked to me for like 45 seconds. And I have to be honest, you guys. I ended up saying, thank you. Yes, it's been really fun. I don't even know what he said. And he could have asked me anything, but I knew it was about golf because he kept saying never. I know birdies came out of his mouth, but um, I didn't understand a lot of it, but it was, but it was pretty cool. And then I birdied 17 and Jerry Kelly said, Hey, before you hit, I got to give you a butt cap because I've given you six in a row. Yeah, for sure. You know, blah, 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 blah. But, um, it just was, it just was unreal. And, uh, you know, a lot of eight, nine iron and wedges that I consider myself to be really good at. And I hit them pretty close and I made the putt. Well, uh, Fred, we will both see you out there next Saturday. We're looking forward to it. Very excited uh, to, to check it out. We'll tell everybody how they can get there in person, but we'll let you go. I uh, really appreciate the time this morning. Awesome. I'm very excited. That was a lot of fun. No, I, I appreciate you guys having me on and, and we will see you Saturday and uh, hopefully the people will come out. We'll get a good day and, I know my partner's Jeff Ogilvy, so we've been texting a little bit. So we have no surprises because we're old, but we'll have a great time. And once again, you guys, thanks for having me on. That's, That's Fred Couples, wow. Masters champion, legend here on Meta Woods and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. And just uh, so you know, if you want to get tickets, uh, they're $50. They uh, go to charity again to support North County Junior Golf and the Goat Hill Park in Leadership Academy. Just go to linksoul.com slash wishbone and you get your tickets for the event next Saturday. I could have done an hour. Easily. Oh, yeah, easily I had yeah. so many more questions I wanted to ask him. Like I wanted to ask him about the Masters because I watched his run uh, last night as well. And just that swing, um, when I went into uh, golf tech to take some lessons, you know, and, and was talking about my golf swing to the coach and I said, I said, can you teach me to swing like that? I just want tempo, smooth, where it looks smooth. My swing is not smooth. Sometimes it is, but I wanted to really smooth it out and have good tempo. And I said, like Freddie Couples. And he goes, you can put that idea right out of your mind right now. You're, you're not going to swing like Freddie Couples. Nobody swings like Freddie Couples. Um, who else do you like? I said, well, I like Rory. He goes, I can teach you to swing like Rory. That's, see, that's crazy to it's me. Crazy. He can teach you to swing like Rory, but not Freddie Couples. Yeah, that, when he goes side to side with me, he tries to match me up with what Rory does. And 
But no, he goes, Freddie Couples would be a waste of my time and your time. Nobody swings like Freddie. So what a a cool experience. Uh, Thanks to John Ashworth for helping us facilitate that. Um, Just an incredible, incredible moment. One of my favorites uh, we've ever done. What a year, man. Joey Votto and Freddie Couples, like two of my absolute idols. Uh, We knocked those out in the span of about six weeks. That was uh, very cool. That was absolutely what I was hoping for. Me too. Looking looking forward to the Wishbone Brawl next Saturday at Goat Hill Park. All right, uh, we'll give you some more details there. We'll come back. Uh, we still have a lot to get to in the show. Craig Elston's going to be in studio here uh, yes. just today. A little different on a Friday with his Crossing Streams talk coming up here in just a few minutes. So stay tuned for that. Got to catch up, get a check of traffic. Then we'll be right back here with more Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I hope you uh, didn't miss the news before the brilliant, brilliant appearance by Freddie Couples, one uh, one of our favorites, probably my favorite golfer of all time. The Ben and Woods Open is back. It's going to be April 6th, the Rancho Bernardo Inn. They are. Uh, they have been so accommodating, and uh, they want us to come out and play a practice round and look around, and we're going to talk to them about a discount on rooms for Tier 1s, and let's do this thing up, man. Let's do like a full 24, 48 hours out there and, and take control of the Rancho Bernardo Inn. Uh, we're going to have two different flights, an early flight, a late flight. And uh, it's just going to be a great day with all of you guys. So um, somebody did make the uh, astute observation, Ben. You know what else April 6th is? It's the first day of the Masters. Ooh, interesting. All right. Well, 
know. we're throwing caution to the wind and saying, yeah, we'll go head-to-head with the Masters. We're big live guys anyway, right? How's that going to impact ratings <laughs> for the television stream of the Ben and Woods Open? So I, I'm watching panic set in on Ben a little tiny no, bit. I, we can, can we set up like some TVs out there well, as well? Well, I think that's probably I a great idea. Be a- Fantastic idea. Well, the thing about the Masters... I mean, the thing is, you watch five minutes of the Masters, then you just want to go out and play golf. hundred percent. So you can do both. Exactly. Put, put it in the cart. The Masters has that killer app where you can oh, just yeah. put it on your phone. The app is the greatest of all time. It's how every Bring sport Bring your charger. Make sure you're charged up. Yeah. Every cart, we should be having you know an iPad or a phone with a Masters streaming yeah. while you play. It's a great idea. It's awesome. It's really a good it's idea. A fantastic idea. In fact, I'm probably going to wear... Green in honor of the Masters. Now that it's going to be on Masters Day, so it'll be it'll be a really special day. We just talked to a Masters champion. We did, what man. Is- it's all we're, it all it's all coming together. Chances we could get him out for the uh, Benin Woods Open, probably slim to none. Maybe, although I think they're a lot higher than they were twenty minutes ago. So <laughs> seemed like we got along. You're like, not we can hang out with Freddie. And well, he started sharing a, a little dicey story there that I wasn't sure was de- necessarily for publication. Oh, the PGA? Stuff? Well, we yeah, we love John Ashworth, Matt Janella, but they're a bit of Mavericks they, when it comes to not professional golf. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're Mavericks. You know, they're willing to kind of buck the trends and you know how all this whole thing and how protective the PGA Tour has been of its brand fighting off live. Well, you know, this is not obviously to the scale of live golf, but they're putting on an event with, you know, Xander and couple of PGA Tour guys to raise money for charity, and the PGA Tour wasn't happy about it going opposite whatever was going on on another side of the country. I mean, it seems very petty when it comes to a little thing just to raise some money for local charities and stuff but yeah they didn't want they didn't want it streamed and everything it, I was, remember. Uh, it, was, it was a big deal last year it so, was it was know, but the fact that i mean how cool that freddie just goes sorry sorry yeah, i'm i'm here I'm hey playing. man i like you i've known you a long time but i'm here and i'm playing and uh, we'll see you later and then okay fine i'm gonna call john ashworth john's like go ahead my phone's off <laughs> freaking brilliant man it's exactly how it should be exactly so how it yeah again be. that's uh it's next saturday a week from tomorrow at goat hill park up in oceanside Right off the five there, and uh, you can get tickets by going to linksoul.com slash wishbone, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there next week. All right, uh, Craig Elston coming in studio, standing by with some crossing streams, talk a little Padres, the Robert Suarez signing yesterday with Craig as well. It's all coming up next. First reminder, uh, if you want to find the biggest games this weekend, the ones that will make you money, beat the books, cash the ticket. Cash the ticket is the podcast to help you bet smarter on pro and college games with Mike Valeni and Jim Costa setting the stage for a weekend of football so today's a good day for it tips and tricks to help you bet confidently it's the perfect podcast for football fans new episodes every thursday and friday follow cash the ticket on the free odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast back with greg elston next on 97.3 the fam T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, I can assure you we'll have a very clean connection with Greg Elston this morning. Oh, yeah. No because I see Craig. him right there in front of me in studio. We're crossing streams from Padres Talk. Uh, coming up with Craig right after a quick check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, a little bit later than usual, but the trade-off is that we actually get to see Craig's smiling face this morning hey. for our crossing stream segment in studio. Craig Elston with us here. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, fellas. Hey, buddy. Uh, it's great to be here. Got a soccer's beanie on, keeping warm on a cold, cold morning here in San Diego. Uh, indeed. And it's exciting to be in studio in part because uh, the soccer's are going to be back on the air on 97.3 uh, from a, from an ad standpoint. We're not our games. I mean, hey, we could still talk we could still ta- yeah. I, no, 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 still no, talk no, no. You're a uh, supporter of the show, and uh, we want to support the soccer's as well. I think it's a good it's a good trade-off. How long is they, uh, they're like two-hour broadcasts? Yeah. So yeah. maybe yeah. like uh, the next morning, we'll just, we can air it from, from seven six, to nine. Six to eight. <laughs> Paulie, six to eight. Soccer's replay with Ben Soccer's Woods. replay with Ben Woods, six to eight. Come on, we come let's in go. at eight, break it down, <laughs> and then we it. do an hour and a half of content, we call it a day. Listen, Who I says think, no? Yeah. By the way, who says no? No one in this room. Nobody in this room. No soul in this room says no. Not one. It's a promise. Amazing. I should do it. We should do it. Let's just do it. What are we talking about? Experimental radio. We we love what we do, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are jealous of what we get to do every morning. And you should be, because it's a lot of fun. It's a great gig. um, We're just like everybody else. If we can get out of work, we will absolutely do so. It doesn't doesn't change. Everybody that has a cool job, it's still a job at the end of the day. Still a job. Good to see you, my friend. I wanted to get your take, though, because Colonel Budget has been kerneling a little bit this morning yeah. about Robert Suarez. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's Craig hard. kind of agrees with me. I, I know. I understand. That. It's my whole thing. And it, my whole thing, as always, and it sucks because baseball, you can't really cover it this way. You can't say every time, well, let's just wait and see how it plays out. And with every trade, you're going to have your takes. With every signing, you're going to have your takes. We all said at the beginning of last season when uh, all of us, every every person said, 
Who's Robert Torres, and why are we giving him that much money? Right. Who is Nick Martinez, and why are we bringing back what essentially is a retread at this point, let's be honest, and giving him that much money with opt-outs and everything else? What are we doing? So A.J. Preller has made some He's made some mistakes as GM, as they all do. He's also, for me at least, he's earned a little bit of credibility um, with the run last season. And then, again, like those two guys in particular, two really great signings last year. And I loved this move. I thought it was right in the sweet spot. Well, I'll, I'll say this off the top. I was not expecting them to resign him. You know, I, I thought he was gone, too. I, I figured someone was going to give him a closer's contract, yep. and we would not. Look to match that because we picked him off the Far East waiver wire, so to speak. You know, our great scouting acumen. And uh, the Padres have a closer. Right. Yeah. A really, really good one. Absolutely. For a year. For a year. For a year at a very high cost because Hader will be ARB2 this year. He'll probably be over $20 million. Even uh, maybe you get a little discount for that terrible I, stretch you had. I thought, it, I thought I saw it was already locked Is in locked at thirteen five or something, which I thought... That's fine by me. That's well, absolutely he, yeah. Worse. Well, that's also a pretty affordable closer, uh, no doubt. Contract for Hayter, and I didn't know that, so that's cool. I th- if um, I'm if I'm right, I think I am. Fair enough. Oh, we've got Captain <laughs> Colonel Budgets Colonel, on the research Colonel tip Investigator. Right now. I'll let you know in just getting, a second. He's getting yeah. dug out here. Um, with that said, Hayter's got a year left. Yeah. Hayter is a guy who is at least a little bit mercurial, and I don't know if you wanted to bet long term on his future. And I think the Padres' attitude is to. Get from him what they'll get from him, and and let him walk. Yeah. At the end of the deal, take the pick, give him the qualifying, take the pick if he doesn't accept it. Now let's look at how the game has been changed and how the game is won in the postseason. The Astros had four guys that could go out there. McCullers had a bad game. Everyone else could give you five or six, right? It's real, real strong innings, and then you've got a cadre of relievers. You've sure. got four or five guys that can come in, and all of them throw 99, and all of them have a wicked hook of some sort, and that's how you get through. And and for the Phillies, it was Sir Anthony Dominguez, it was Alvarado, yep. right? Riding these guys with big stuff. That's Suarez, that's Hayter. We've got that in place. I like that. I think you make a really good point. By the way, uh, he is still ARB eligible. He made $7 million this year, though. He's expected to make, they say, 12.2 is the estimate. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. On, yeah. on our Arbitration. So, so this this is the this is actually what sold me on the deal. I was sold on it when I read it because I, again for me I feel looking at a couple of other guys that are even older than him that make about that. I said this is a sweet spot deal for us. He's got the opt out after three years. Our old pal Robert Stock, former Padres pitcher Robert Stock. We've had him on the air before. He's fantastic dude. Really really smart baseball mind. And I, he's looking for a gig. He tweeted last night. This was great. The value of an elite relief pitcher is going up because postseason trends are three starting pitchers that can get you through four to five, then bring in five consecutive guys who all would have been the nastiest pitcher in baseball ten years ago on every competitive team. It's also easier to make the playoffs now. One more team gets in. The trade deadline this past year, we saw teams that were only a couple games out completely give up. So being the greatest regular season team ever is increasingly unimportant. That's the change. Because as as a Padres fan for... You know, my entire life, it's all been about what can you do to get to the postseason. And that's not really the case anymore. You're GMing in November for next October. Right. You're trying to put together a good playoff roster on November the 11th. Right. Which is so weird because we think, all right, yeah, you need to be, this is a long haul game. It's 162 games. You need depth. You need, uh, you know, you need middle relievers. You need everything. You don't need middle relievers in the playoffs. 
You don't. Right. You, I mean, you don't even need backup catchers in the playoffs, apparently, because you don't use <laughs> oh, them maybe, at all. Maybe once you will during the regular season at some point, but if you're putting together a playoff roster in November for next year, what do you need? You need high-leverage bullpen arms. You can have five closers, and probably going to be a good thing once October rolls around. Yeah, and we saw the way Melvin utilized his bullpen to that extent and the way Preller built it. I mean, really... San Diego was right in there in terms of being able to go to a Pierce Johnson and and go to a Morahone if need be and and just have almost every single guy out of that bullpen have ninety five ninety even oh, yeah. Wilson right every one of those guys is ninety six plus yeah. I mean Pierce was Morahone is uh, Wilson is Suarez definitely is Hater is I mean th- we've. We had the pieces in place. We, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree it's three starting pitchers because we have three pretty good starting pitchers. Right. We needed four. It was we four. needed yeah. really. We needed. Sure. We needed one more. So I think that maybe the formula going forward, we get one more really, really good starting pitcher. I'm pretty happy with. Uh, 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 maybe it's a Nick Martinez in the five, and I kind of agree with you. I think he better suited for the role that he excelled in. Yeah. But if it, if he's our five, I'm pretty happy. But give the groom kid a shot. Find somebody in the organization that can be a four or five as well. Well, here's the key, I think. When you were talking, Ben, about building a playoff roster in November for next October, you kind of have it. That's the good news is you've got the core, core. Of, of a playoff team right now. You've got the three starters. You've got the lineup almost entirely intact. You're adding to Tease, and really it's a question of, okay, we've got the fringes to fill in. We've got a left fielder. What are we going to do? It's a positional thing, but it's like it's one guy. We've got first base DH. Well, that's about the easiest position you could possibly fill right. on the roster. Fourth, fifth starter, the rest of the bullpen. And that's it. And it might be smarter, honestly, instead of spending a ton of money in free agency on that guy now, wait until you find out who's hot, like they did last year, picking up three Silver Slugger Award winners at the trade deadline. You may get a better bargain and a better player if you wait until July to fill a hole or two. You don't have to fill them all in the offseason. Well, and what have we learned, like Robert Stock just said, the regular season, this whole playoff run for me, with the Padres has changed a lot in my brain. I'm not. I'm going to get as fire. I'm going to get fired up watching big games in May and June. I love baseball. So, yeah. but I, what I'm not going to do, and I I was pretty good at this year. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to in a full panic mode because right. again, you you named it. The core for a really good baseball team is here. Baseball's stupid. It makes no sense. They could absolutely fall off a cliff. Guys could get hurt. You never know what's going to happen. But on paper, that core is as solid as any teams in baseball. It's true. And I I just want to tag off of one thing you said, which is kind of changing your perceptions. There is one other lesson, I think, from this postseason that a lot of people are just going to straight miss. Because the Mets lost, because the Dodgers lost, because the Braves lost— on one side of the bracket, it looked like total chaos and created a narrative in which you'd say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Just finish sixth. Yeah, yeah. Get 87 get wins. But it's four rounds. you got to win four, win four rounds. rounds. And I think the Phillies wore out. They wore out. In the World Series. Well, you saw Alvarado, who was – you couldn't touch him. I mean, he had two opportunities to change that series, and he right. didn't. Right. And you saw Sir Anthony Dominguez had opportunities to to change that series. He didn't. He couldn't. They ran out of gas. They were overused. They were over-trusted. 
uh, because really that's all they had. Because yeah. you couldn't go to Robertson, you couldn't go to Hand. You know, they they didn't have enough pieces at the end of the day. And and Dusty Baker did. Dusty Baker had he had aces. Aces are falling out of his sleeves. And, and you know, rest, every right? at every turn. And, and so because of that, he could pitch Naris and Montero and Presley over and over again because he didn't have that extra week. Right. Harper was white and hot enough to win the World Series over any team, any pitcher the week before. Yep. Right, but he couldn't keep it going the whole time. Just like for us, Grisham for two rounds just crushed was, it. Was was able to be a real force and then psh, completely out of gas like yeah. Nola. It's hard to win four rounds, so there's still value. A lot of value in that. Yeah. All right, let, let me ask you before we get to the crossing streams. Then with the Dodgers, perhaps, perhaps you know, becoming a little less deep and uh, maybe not quite a 111 win team. How much value is there then to trying to chase them down in the regular season? Because you weren't close this year, obviously. Yeah, you know, you, twenty-two you games even, back. I, I don't even think you can try. I mean, still, still, still too far away to no, chase you, them down. You got to roll out this. You got to make this roster as sharp as it can be. Yeah, and and roll it out because we don't know what Tatis is going to bring. Yeah, next year right. we have no idea. Don't wear him out chasing the Dodgers all year it, it, long. He could be in and out of the lineup. He could be back and look like Tatis reincarnate. He could be crippled from injury, power slowed, everything is sluggish, and everyone's disappointed. We don't know. That's the X factor that will drive this season. No matter what else we do, Tatis will be the X factor that drives the overall performance of next season. So I I don't think you can think of it like we've got to chase down the Dodgers. I think it's who's the best fourth starter we can find, who's the best fifth starter we can find. And if we can get to 100 wins... That means the Dodgers have to drop 12 games off of their right. <laughs> their performance for us to be able to catch and pass them. But here's the best news. We don't have to play them 19 times next That's year. exactly right. The Cra- schedule crazy, changes. though, that you know, the most logical outcome, Dodgers win the division again, Padres get maybe the top wild card. Guess what we're going to have? Another best of five series, yep. Padres and Dodgers, yep. next October again. It's beat them be once, we can beat them the again. Way, that's the way it lines up then every single year. Crazy. Fine by me. Must-see viewing, uh, absolutely. All right, speaking of must-see viewing, uh, what is our must-see viewing this week on Crossing Streams? All right, Crossing Streams recommendation uh, coming your way. And this is one that a couple of Ben & Woods Tier 1s had recommended to me. I'm coming a little late to it, but easily bingeable. Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. And this is the documentary. I'm surprised you weren't on this from, from Jump Street. I know. And you know what? There's something this is about- the Ryan Reynolds exactly. soccer team. Okay, So Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia decided to buy Wrexham AFC, which is one of the oldest professional football clubs in Europe and is in Wales. Isn't even in England. He's, it's in Wales. Then he needed real money. And he went to Ryan Reynolds. He says this in the first, like, three minutes uh, of the show. He's like, I I've have TV money. I've got big ideas. Yeah. I just need money. I've got TV money, but he's got aviation gin money, and he's got, you know, every, everything else, right? And so these two guys buy this club that is in the fifth and final pro division in in English soccer and has been for 14 like, so years. So the way it works there, it's like low minor. You, you can promote yourself, but they're like in the low minors yes. and are way away from the big leagues. They yeah. would need to rise up they're several divisions. They're in the divisions. fifth tier. You've got uh, Premier League, Championship, League Two, League One, and then the National League. And that's where they are. And that's where they've been for a dozen years because they were mismanaged. They had people coming in that were trying to sell their their uh, stadium and tear it down for redevelopment. Like, But they can advance. Yes. And they, their goal is to be a Premier Correct. League. Okay. And so these guys came in, and it's a great sports experiment. 
what if you come in with fresh money, fresh ideas into a completely bottom tier English premier, you know, English league team? How far could you possibly go That's cool. up the pyramid if you go buy a, a striker from League One and bring him down, the best striker from League Two and bring him down? If you have your payroll be you know, Yankees-sized to the rest of the National League, you bring in a new manager. How's it going to work? That's what the first season's about. They're all half an hour. Uh, there's 16 episodes on, on episode 13. Great, great sports storytelling. Plus, you get the behind the scenes of Ryan and Rob. Are they going to sack the manager? Are, are they going to go buy the striker? What are they going to do? It's pretty fun to watch. I, I would imagine that there's some perspective. I, I can't imagine that every single fan of this team is like, hell yes, a couple of Americans. Like, it's the Ted Lasso syndrome right. as well, right? Which made that show so interesting. Uh, are all fans on board with this? Yeah, so here's the funny thing. Wrexham, um, I told you they had some disastrous previous ownership, and then kind of like the Packers, they became a community trust owned team. So uh, Rob and Ryan had to get 75% approval from the community trust. Oh, wow. They, they got 96 or Holy oh, wow. so, yeah. You got yeah. four outliers. You know, four outliers are like, oh, we don't like this. Yeah, guy. well, yeah. because th- literally these are like librarians and, and administrators trying to run a team and, and raise money <laughs> on like bake sales and stuff. And instead, here comes. You know, Hollywood money uh, into Wrexham, and you get that sense too. There's a great, great episode where the two of them. I, I hate go to ask for the, the spoiler time. alert. Did they get out of the? Well, you can Google it. League, you, know, <laughs> you, you, right, you won't it. give it away to yeah. everybody. I'll, I'll look at myself. So it's it takes place over the course of one season. Yeah, 2021. Okay, cool. And it's uh, spelled W R E X H A M. That is correct. W R E X. Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. Really fun. Definitely a recommend for any sports fan. Beautiful. Interesting. Now I've got a split. Oh, that's right. So Craig, you can have my. You just move into the second second chair here. Yeah, slide on over. Just going to get Bo, and they've got doctor's appointments and stuff. Uh, we have has a, happened yeah. before. Right? We have a before. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done I'm a, a Ben and Craig dicey. show. I'm feeling a little nervous. <laughs> You're a little nervous now. I just don't understand. I have to record a spot. Don't worry. But it only takes me hey, a minute. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Woodsy. Bye, Woods. uh, don't forget, never miss a moment from 97.3 The Fan again with the free Odyssey app. You can download podcasts from your favorite talk shows. Listen whenever and wherever works best for you. Yeah, we'll have a Ryan report in our final hour. Uh, we'll figure out. We'll we'll keep it fun with with Woods gone. I love um, he just leaves. Like you know, we saw another. I, you know, he could have stayed segment. for another ninety seconds to finish out this buffoon. segment, but he's already gone. So <laughs> I guess it's just you and me, Craig. We can oh, reminisce right. about the two thousand so, two thousand three Padres. What do you really think about Woods? Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> He's not, he's not here yet. anymore. He's, he's not in his he's car got, either. He's got like he's, safe, such a thing as a podcast. I safety know zone. That's true. <laughs> Woods has he would not go back. Woods has ears that hear everything but he is a great all guy. the time. I love, I love Woods. Woods is phenomenal. No, no, no question about it. I like working with him. <laughs> I really do. It can be difficult at times. I mean, it's uh, you know he's got his opinions and he's he's strong willed and yeah. sometimes we disagree. He just, just doesn't care when I disagree with him. He really he's doesn't. That, he's got that kind of puppy dog attitude, though, you know? He's going to go. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of energy and a lot of great. excitement. So it's predictable. So for a guy like you, very, you know, but he's a good canny, wingman. cynical. He's, he's a good wingman. You can figure it out. All right, we'll come back. Paulie, I'll give some headlines with our Ryan Report, things we didn't get to. I want to talk a little BYU-SDSU tonight with Paulie, the Aztec alum. who have been there for those intense games before. It's all coming up on 97.3 The Fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.